Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. The visibility factor is brought to you in part by the Choose Your Life Challenge. Do you feel like it's too late to do something new? You have a good life and your basic needs are met. You have a place to live, a job that provides enough and friends and family to share it with. But it's all passing by so quickly and it feels like you're running out of time to do the things you wanted to do. Join Danielle McCombs and Christy Allinger, co-hosts of the Opposite of Small Talk podcast in a 30-day interactive experience that helps you to live a more intentional life. Through a combination of live sessions, video coaching, and digital social interaction, you will be guided through a series of ideas to explore your mindset and gain confidence to live the life you want. Sign up today by visiting theoppositeofsmalltalk.com forward slash challenge. Use promo code CHALLENGE4 for a 20% discount. That's theoppositeofsmalltalk.com forward slash challenge and promo code CHALLENGE4. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. This is Sue Barber, your host. Today, we're going to talk about mastering difficult conversations. I feel like I've had so many different discussions with leaders in the last month or so around this topic, and I wanted to share with you some of the things that I've taken away from those conversations and some coaching that I've done with them. I remember the first difficult conversation I had to have with someone who worked for me. They were not performing well, and although we had had discussions about it, things weren't getting any better. I could feel my stomach getting more upset as the time approached for the conversation. I knew that it was not going to be easy to say what I needed to say, and it would definitely not be easy for them to hear. I had taken the place of a previous manager who liked to avoid conflict with people, so this would probably be the first real feedback conversation this person would have. No one wants to hear that they are no longer the rock star that they thought they were. I was prepared for the anger, frustration, and maybe even tears. All of the above happened, including a threat to go to HR about the feedback I had given. There's no easy way to have those conversations, but I feel like as a leader, it is your role to do so. So is there an art to having difficult conversations? I was working with a client yesterday and discussing how to have a difficult conversation with one of his employees. He said, there really is an art to doing this well, isn't there? I hadn't thought about it in that way, but I believe he is right. Although it would make it easier to follow a process, there is no perfect formula to follow for every conversation. Every situation is slightly different, and you are dealing with human beings who are all coming at the situation from their own perspectives and experiences. Having this conversation is difficult for both sides. Recognize that they may get defensive and need some time to process what they've heard. It may be beneficial to get back together the next day so they can respond before discussing it further. Take your cue from them and offer the suggestion to meet again the next day if you think it would help them. The best thing you can do is to be calm, be honest, share the facts, allow them to have input in the conversation, and discuss next steps. Giving them ample time to respond allows you to confirm that they've heard the message 
and we'll be doing something differently going forward. If you can have this conversation coming from a place of authenticity and integrity, then it will happen in the best way that it can. Prepare for the meeting and trust that you will know what to say in the moment. So how do you prepare for a difficult conversation? Having the difficult conversation isn't the hardest part. Preparing to have one is much harder. There are many things that can occur. Some of these things you can prepare for and some you can't. All you can do is plan as much as possible to have the best conversation under those difficult circumstances. Here are some of the things to think about when you're planning for it. What are all the things that you need to say? How can you say it to help them receive it in the best way? What objections will they have that you can address proactively? What questions can you ask to better understand the situation? What do you think you may be assuming that could be wrong? The last question is key. I have learned over time that assumptions can get us into trouble. We may see the situation happening one way in our mind and the complete opposite could be occurring. Checking those assumptions is one of the best things that you can do to ensure your own clarity. Do you understand really why they're struggling? Is it easy to make judgments and potentially be missing out on some key facts? What if you assume that they are doing their best, but something is holding them back? Is there something going on in their personal life? Do they need more support from you or additional training? Asking questions to better understand what is going on for them can help the conversation have a higher level of success. You may learn something that you didn't know was happening for them or that you can easily help them so that they can move forward. You may learn something that you didn't know was happening for them or that you can easily help them with so that they can move forward. Avoidance is never the answer. Why do some people avoid conflict while others seem to thrive on it? Does it have to do with their personality style and or confidence level? Maybe it's a little of both. People who want to be liked and not cause friction with other people tend to avoid saying the thing that is bothering them the most. Trying to keep yourself safe and delaying whatever needs to be said as long as possible is about fear and holding you back from moving forward. Avoiding a difficult conversation is probably a normal reaction for most people because it makes them feel uncomfortable. However, avoidance only delays the inevitable. You're still going to have to talk to that person eventually, and the longer you delay, the more challenging it becomes. Think about a time when you were hesitant to say something to someone, but once you did it, it was almost like this huge weight was lifted off your shoulders. I would bet that you also realized that it wasn't that bad, and now that you've done it, you're not sure why you waited so long. For example, Asking about how you are perceived by a manager or your interest in applying for a potential opportunity is a situation that many leaders I talk to hesitate to do. They may talk themselves out of the conversation because of a fear of rejection or the thought that others may be a better fit. The best thing to do when I talk to them about it is to keep the conversation simple. You're going in to stand up for yourself and ask for what you want. It is far better than keeping your opinions hidden from others, which may cause you to miss out on opportunities. Here's a script that you could follow in this scenario. I would like to discuss my career path with you. I'm interested in applying for the next manager role that comes open. I've been doing a lot of development work and taking on additional responsibilities. At this point, you would want to share what some of those more visible things are that you've done and the results that you've gotten. I would like your support for this promotion. Is there any reason why you don't feel that I am ready? Then you get to have the discussion about it. 
This is about your career and you get to ask about where you are and know if there are things you need to work on. Otherwise, you're assuming that you're ready for it. One of the most difficult conversations to have with someone is telling them that they are not doing well in their role. If they are not very self-aware and have been given different feedback prior to that, it is even more challenging. It is going to be a bit of a shock to them and they are going to be feeling very defensive. The best thing that you can do is to be honest with them and discuss how they can address the situation. Although it is difficult, it is very important to share examples, feedback from other sources, and how you will partner together on actions to change their behavior. These are concrete things that can reinforce the feedback that you are giving to them. Being able to share the expectations that you have of them and of the role is necessary. You can use competencies and a job description to show where they are doing well and where the opportunities exist. It will also be helpful to them as they are designing a plan for improvement that includes actions to demonstrate that improvement that you want to see. This is a change that they need to make, but they will need your support. Offer consistent communication to reinforce positive progress and redirect if necessary. Just make sure that they are owning the work that they have to do and you're there to provide feedback. What if the person's in the wrong job for them based on their style and strengths? Helping them see where they could be in a role that would make them more successful is going to motivate them to move towards that goal and ultimately help you find a person that is a better fit for the role in your team. It is a challenge to go through this situation and it will test your leadership. Trust yourself and you will be able to look in the mirror each day knowing that you are doing the right thing for the best interest of the company and the employee. I like to use an easy-to-follow model that I think will be helpful as you have these conversations. It allows you to talk about the facts and keep the emotions out of it. So I'll describe each step and tell you what it is, and then I'll give you an example after. Situation. Describe the situation using facts. Behavior. Describe the behavior that needs to change. Impact. Describe the impact that the behavior caused for you others, or the organization. So let's go through this example here. Situation. In the meeting yesterday, where we were discussing the latest status updates, behavior, I noticed that you were very quiet and didn't participate as you normally do. Impact. I know that you had some great ideas to share and the team would have benefited from hearing those. Is everything okay? Using this SBI model allows you to frame up difficult conversations in an easier way. They allow you to have a conversation that is about the behavior and the action plan to address it. You can draft out the way you want to say it, but keeping it as simple as possible is the best approach. You may still have some hesitation with these types of conversations, but the more you do it, the easier it will become. And just one other point on the SBI model, you can do it in any order that you want to. You can talk about the impact, then the behavior and the situation. You can move those around. Um, I just keep it simple and, and go through it SBI and focus it that way. Here's an interesting situation. What if you needed to have the difficult conversation in front of a group? What would you do if someone stated in front of a room of people that you and or your team didn't do what was expected on something? Would you say something to defend yourself and your team or keep quiet? This is a situation that you may not have to face often, but when it happens, it is a bit of a defining moment. Most of the time, it comes down to the level of confidence that a leader feels in front of the audience in the room. If the leader has low confidence, they may choose the safer option to say nothing. 
However, there are some implications that can occur when that choice was made. The comments that were made will be assumed to be true, even if they're not true. Your team will wonder why you didn't say anything to defend them and address the issue. Your management may question if you can handle difficult conversations and stand up for yourself. If a leader has high confidence and calls out the other person, then it is important that they do it in the right way. Getting defensive and pushing back may not be the best approach, or you may look bad in front of the group. Instead, you need to remain calm, comment on the facts that are incorrect, and provide the correct information to the group so there's no confusion. It sets the example for your team that you are a leader who stands up for them, and it demonstrates to your management that you address issues head on. Here's an example approach of how you could address it calmly. It seems as if you have some incorrect information. We did deliver on time and received some great feedback from the clients that it was exactly what was expected. Simple, to the point, and very impactful, especially when you add that you received positive client feedback. You are also giving them the benefit of the doubt that the information that they received by using it seems as if at the beginning of the sentence was incorrect. How you choose to respond in these situations can have a positive or negative effect on your reputation and credibility. Don't let someone else throw you into a situation that causes you to say the wrong thing. Take a moment and think about the facts, then state them to the room. This is what a leader who is confident and composed does to increase their visibility in a meaningful way. Imagine that you have someone who's not performing on your team. Although it is difficult to have these conversations, it is part of your role and you are doing what is right for your team and the company. Your team is seeing the lack of performance in that person just as much as you are. Your management is watching to ensure that you're going to handle the issue. Have the courage to hold people accountable, but also remember to have compassion for the person going through it. Most of the time, the anticipation of having the conversation is way worse than the actual conversation itself. Think about when you sit in traffic. You just need to have patience to wait, plan out your conversation, go forward, and make it happen. The only way to get through a difficult conversation is not going around it, but going through it. You will be able to move forward and reach a great outcome. The art of having a difficult conversation should always be about creating a win-win situation for all involved, even if it's not the outcome you originally planned for. Now let's go into the rise up and be visible quick tip for today. Most difficult conversations exist because each person believes that they are right and may be unwilling to see the other side. What is your version of the story? Is it true? Are you sure? What if you try to think about the situation from the other person's perspective before meeting with them? Could they have made an incorrect assumption about the situation? Is there information that they didn't have that would have changed their mind? What if you approach the conversation from a place of openness and you learn something new or that you were wrong? These are the types of situations that you need to be open and willing to address in a different way than you have previously. These are the difficult conversations that can make or break your career. Thank you so much for joining today on the Visibility Factor podcast, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. 
Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor Podcast.